Welcome to Restaurant Recovery Through Contract Renegotiation. The restaurant industry continues to face significant challenges as states and regions continue with restrictions to address the coronavirus pandemic. Even though many restaurants are open for business, guests and employees in many regions are required to wear masks while many former employees are reluctant to return to work. In light of these pressures, many restaurants need to renegotiate their leases with their property managers. This in itself is a formidable task. I'm Elliot Maris, editor of Kiosk Marketplace. Joining me today to discuss this very important topic is Amy Escala, a partner in the Messner Reeves Law Firm, who specializes in real estate transactions, contract negotiations, and corporate governance. Amy, thank you for joining us. Hi, Elliot. Thanks for having me. Great. So tell us, Amy, when working with a restaurant client to renegotiate a lease, what are the top considerations to keep in mind? Well, I think generally there's this misconception out there that landlords have all of the power. And that's not to say that they don't they may not have the upper hand, but tenant client or tenants today still do have some sort of renegotiation power. And I think especially with what we're seeing, um, sadly a lot of tenants had to close during the pandemic. So there's a lot of landlords with empty spaces who are kind of sweating to keep their good tenants viable and operating. So I think right now it's it's very important to remember that you as a restaurant tenant do have some power to approach your landlord reasonably to ask for this renegotiation in order to keep your business viable. I think uh, one important matter to start doing this is to very wisely pick your battles. You will not get everything you want. So I think generally understanding that um, you have to be reasonable with these asks um, because again, you already are in this lease negotiator, this lease contract that you've signed, unfortunately, and you are bound to that. So at the end of the day, it's what it's up to landlords' appetite as to whether or not they're going to grant you the concessions that you're asking for. So again, being very conscientious and realistic with what you're asking for is a great place to start. Well, Amy, from your experience, have local mom and pop restaurants or national chains? suffered the most financial losses since the start of the pandemic? I don't know about financial losses. I would guess that they've been similar in terms of their business loss. At the end of the day, I think, though, that the mom, it's the mom and pop local businesses that are suffering more, unfortunately. Um, I think generally oper- restaurant operators know um, that historically profit margins at restaurants are already low. And so when restaurants are forced to close or operate on limited capacities or with these um, issues in terms of being able to staff the restaurants, um, those tight profit margins already cause issues. And without a large working capital, like the larger, more national tenants have to kind of back them and get them through these hard times, it's harder to, to keep your business up and running and be able to pay your bills and rent, especially if your landlord is not willing to work with you and give you some sort of rent concessions um, during the pandemic. Are lease renegotiations a good place for restaurant operators to begin a journey to recovery? 
Absolutely. Um, I think at the end of the, end of the day, like I, I mentioned earlier, the worst your landlord can say is no. Um, so if you start off on the foot where you're trying to approach your landlord to say, hey, landlord, we love what we do. We're here. We want to keep operating. We want to be successful. And we need a little bit of help from you to do that. I think that's a very good place to start. Addressing your issues head on with your landlord um, is a very good way to kind of pick yourself back up and try to um, gain your footing towards recovery. I always say it's better to work proactively than reactively. So the more proactive you can be here now to try to keep to keep your business um, successful moving forward is always a better place than to be com- constantly having to put out these fires and act reactively um, towards issues as they come. Well, what are the potential renegotiation points for restaurant operators to promote recovery and savings post-COVID? I think first and foremost is rent, of course. So trying to renegotiate your rent um, is a great way to be able to start off towards your journey towards recovery. There are a lot of ways to do this, and I think it's important to kind of look at these options, discuss them with your landlord and pick the one that works best for you. Of course, you can flatly renegotiate your rent amounts altogether. Um, That will take a little bit more finesse. I would suggest talking to a commercial broker who is familiar with the rent trends in the area to kind of give you an idea as to what they're seeing of what the rental figures look like because those vary drastically um, from town to town, city to city, state to state. Um, So if you want to renegotiate your rent altogether, I would certainly um, gather more information to kind of give yourself a basis as to why you're presenting these numbers to landlord. There's also some other um, options you have. Abatement, of course, is an ideal situation that in the sense means landlord is forgiving the rent that you owe for a certain period of time. Um, While ideal, we don't see this very often because you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people don't realize, but landlords have expenses too. They have mortgages to pay. They have taxes to pay. They have common areas to maintain. So, you know, they too have expenses. So giving the, all of their tenants free rent probably isn't that viable of an option for a landlord. That said, we've seen it happen. It happens more so with the landlords who own their property outright Um, and don't have to get the blessing of a lender in terms of any sort of amendment to a lease. Um, So again, that's an ideal situation. I wouldn't be discouraged if you don't get it because again, it's not very common. Um, There's also deferment, which I think is very important to distinguish from abatement, um, which again, abatement is, uh, they're fully forgiving the rent that you owe. Deferment on the other hand is taking that portion of rent that you owe for a given time. We'll say, you know, you owe rent, you're back on your rent for three months. They are willing to defer your rent to a certain later date, meaning you will still have to pay that amount and some landlords will put interest on that. In light of COVID, I didn't really see many of those requests, but they did come up. Um, They'll defer that amount of rent to a later time to be paid back over equal monthly installments on top of what you will be paying again on your then current rent. So again, important to distinguish between that and abatement because you are still on the hook for this money. It's just, you know, in the hope that you are more successful and you can um, make more money down the road, you have more working capital, you'll be able 
you'll be in a better place to pay that back then rather than currently right now. So at the end of the day, you're, you're not getting anything forgiven, but at least you're having the time to build up your accounts and again, become more successful on your road to recovery. And then once you have sort of recovered and you're in a better place, you can pay that money back. Um, there is also um, a, a way what we're seeing basing rent off of percentage of sales. And I want to distinguish, of course, that this is not a percentage rent scenario. That is a very different rent structure. Um, so just to be clear, this is actually setting your rent and tying your rent to the percentage of your sales from your premises. Um, this has a lot of nuances with it because of course, with if you're tying to your sales, landlord will want you to be operating. So likely they'll probably try to put some operating caveats on this um, to make sure that you, know, you of course are operating to generate the sales in order to pay landlord. You will need to keep very viable and good records of your sales um, in order to show landlord how you're calculating the money that you're paying them. And then in the event they would want to audit you, you have good records so they can, um, again, see where you're basing these numbers off of and you can provide these numbers with clarity to landlord. Um, if you aren't maintaining your records ac accurately and properly, a lot of landlords will put penalties on this, understandably so, again, because they're basing your rent off of your sales. So it needs to be accurate and clear and organized. So there are a lot of um, ways to be creative with your rent. Again, it's just a matter of what works best for you and what your landlord is willing to give you. Um, but again, kind of think about the options in light of your preferences and then you know talk to your attorney ahead of time and then present those options to your landlord. Some other non-rent points you can discuss. Um, one is a go dark right. That essentially gives you the option to go dark from your restaurant. Of course, this is not ideal. This means you are not operating, but you are still paying rent under the lease. But at least you aren't violating any sort of continuous operations clauses if for some reason your operation costs are they exceed your sales. So you're essentially underwater at that point. This gives you the opportunity to close. So you're not having to pay those operational costs, um, especially when we're seeing a lot of businesses struggling to find workers and, and team members to be able to staff their restaurants. Um, this is an option. So, you know, to kind of give you the opportunity to not have those overhead costs Landlords, of course, don't like this, especially in big centers, because they don't want a, you know, a dark store in their center. They want everyone open and vibrant and operating. So, you know, likely, unless this is already in your lease, landlord may not be willing to give this to you. But again, as long as you present it realistically and logically, the worst they can tell you is no. Another one is to try to um, either remove or get landlord to agree that you will not have to continuously operate. A lot of leases um, generally have continuous operations clauses, meaning you are promising as an operator to be open and operating during a set amount of time, usually um, the operational hours of the center or location where you're located. Again, to kind of address the concerns of not being able to staff um, if you aren't able to meet your sales goals, if your operation um, but expenses exceed your sales, this is another good option just to make sure you can, in fact, close without having to face repercussions of any sort of lease violation because you're not operating under the lease. 
Um, this also we were seeing help. We was we were seeing it helpful when stores had to close if their team members had COVID and um, they were required by a governmental authority to close for a certain period of time for everyone to quarantine. So making sure that um, you know these continuous operations clauses weren't triggered um, because of that uh, was something we were having to be careful of because again, a lot of leases do have those in there. Well, can you speak to the potential or average savings that restaurant operators are seeing with regard to these types of contract renegotiations? Well, generally, it's hard to put a number on savings, especially when you're considering, you know, if you're talking about a multi-unit um, operator, a national chain, a mom and pop shop. So money is kind of hard to to kind of put it. It's kind of hard to put an exact number on that. That said, um, I will say that our restaurant clients have been generally successful across the board, whether it be a smaller tenant or a large tenant, in having their landlords provide them some sort of um, concessions and help during the pandemic. I think um, for the most part, everyone has worked together very well to come together and get through this um, realistically understanding that, you know, landlords need tenants to operate at the center and tenants need landlords to provide premises to them. So I think for the most part, we were seeing people generally successful, again, all across the board in terms of how much money they're saving or what kind of negotiations they are um, seeing in their end contracts. But I think generally for the most part, landlords were willing to work with restaurant clients uh, during the pandemic and continue to do so. Okay. Well now for newer restaurant concepts or new locations, is it possible to negotiate payment terms requiring lower payments for the first year with larger payments being made each consecutive year as revenues increase? Absolutely. I think one thing to remember is anything is possible. Everything is up to ne for negotiation, again, within realistic bounds. Um, but be proactive and thoughtful about what you're asking. Um, again, to my earlier point, picking your battles and, and sticking with them, um, understanding you're not going to get everything that you want. But at the end of the day, if you present your position and your ask in a very reasonable manner and what you're asking for is, is reasonable, um, nothing is is automatically a no. And if you don't ask for it, you're certainly not going to get it. Um, I think there are a lot of ways to do this. And that's what, a, you know, value an attorney can bring in is they can help you be creative in terms of what you're asking for. If you want a longer build out period, you can certainly tie that into it. You can tie rent commencement to opening. You can tie rent commencement to receipt of permits since we're seeing a lot of delays and backlogs with permitting. Um, which essentially is outside of a tenant's control. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of ways to do it. You can ask for free rent for the first few months of operation. Um, it all just depends on your landlord and what they're willing to grant you. So again, unless you ask for it, you're not going to get it. Okay, so how does a restaurant organization find professional assistance for lease renegotiations? So I think... Um, my biggest suggestion would be word of mouth. Ask for recommendations. I think um, the restaurant industry is a very wonderful, tight-knit community. And if you use your contacts and ask them who they've used or who they've, who they've had good experiences with or even bad experiences, to really talk to someone who 
you trust and like and and value your relationship with them and see you know who they like and trusted with their concept. I can tell you that most of my business comes from recommendations from other clients and people that I've worked with in the past. Um, I think that once you you kind of find someone you like, you stick with them and you form this long lasting great relationship. And really, that kind of resonates throughout the industry once you start working with friends of your clients and clients of your clients. And it kind of all comes together. So I think my biggest suggestion would be to ask for recommendations. Of course, you can reach out to professional organizations, restaurant business organizations for suggestions. Um, and, you know, not ideal, but you can also Google it. Best restaurant attorney in, you know, my state or um, wherever you are. But that's, t- I would use that as kind of a last ditch effort because I think word of mouth is going to be much more of a viable option for you. Okay. Well, Amy, I think you've covered just about every question that I had in <laughs> and then some. Um, is there anything else uh, worth noting on this very important topic before we wrap it up? I think at the end of the day, um, my biggest takeaway that I leave with operators, especially restaurant clients, because I do realize that operating budgets and pro formas are not high to really look at legal work and attorney help as more of a necessity rather than a luxury. Um, I think it is very important to start off on the right foot with, you know, well-drafted documents that you know, understand and are comfortable with, because at the end of the day, you're signing up for a 10, 20, even 30 year relationship with your landlord. And it's important for you to have a document that represents your in, your interests and protects you as best as it possibly can. So I truly think that having an attorney look over your lease and provide guidance during that whole process, again, is more of a necessity than a luxury. So to the extent you can put those numbers in your pro forma, count on spending some sort of legal dollars to have your leases um, negotiated, renegotiated, because I think it will pay off leaps and bounds in the long run. Well, Amy, thank you for your time. This has certainly been very informative on a very important topic for our listeners. This has been Restaurant Recovery Through Contract Renegotiations. Thank you all for joining us.